Thanks for listening to the Underdog Podcast presented by the Riley Decker Companies. Please do us a favor and help us change and improve lives by subscribing and giving us a rating on the platform of your choice. Thank you. We have a special guest today. Want to welcome uh, Mr. Cliff there to the Underdog Podcast. Welcome to uh, the UDP. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah. So, um, super excited to get into your story and try to figure out how to enter. But maybe this is the appropriate way. You, know, you went from being, uh, you know, your elite swimmer diver um, from Olympic hopeful. I know you're going to the University of Kentucky, not too far from our neck of the woods here in Ohio. Um, and then going to a near-death experience, uh, not being able to potentially walk again, and many different things that we'll get into. But um, I think that in itself is a tremendous adversity that you're going to talk about. And uh, for the underdog uh, audience here, um, it's definitely a story I think you guys are going to really engage with, understand, and drive some inspiration around it. So let's dive right into you know, your early years of being an elite swimmer prodigy, as I have down here coming out of high school and then going to the University of Kentucky, and then we'll build up to some of the the major events that happened. Sure. Well, um, so my diving story starts back when I was about four years old, and um, I, I kept on wanting to go over to the diving pool, but my parents wouldn't let me because they didn't know how to swim yet. So I, I learned how to swim just so I could get over onto the diving board. And um, so I, I was I was so motivated to swim. I was so excited. I, I'm like, I want to get over there, jump off that diving board, like my big brothers and and, and my sisters were. And um, so I learned how to swim. And then I started diving in our little community pool. And, and uh, they had one of these little um, basically summer league programs where you could do diving and swimming. And and, uh, you know, I just loved it. And, and throughout every summer, what I would do is I'd go and, and dive. And um, and then I found out one year uh, going into freshman in high school that that we had a diving team at our high school. And I thought, oh, that would be that would be perfect. But I but I didn't know any of the uh, I didn't know any of the technical dives. I, you know, I just kind of messed around. And um, but I had my coach there, Coach Young, and um, he kind of taught me all the basics. And, um, by my sophomore year, uh, I was, um, doing really well. And by my junior year, I was ranked in the top 30 in the country. Um, so that's how I kind of started off and got into diving. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a fantastic sport. It, it's just so much fun because, uh, you're in the water and, um, you're bouncing and jumping and spinning. It's acrobatic, it's gymnastics, it's, it's swimming. And, um, you know, just, it's a great, great sport. And, and luckily we had a nice indoor pool, so it yeah. worked out well. I realized, and I went to Miami university in Oxford, Ohio, and they have a big indoor pool. And I realized, realized real quickly, I played football there. It wasn't very good, but we would go at like in camp in mini camp, we would go over to the pool as a breakaway. And, uh, I realized, uh, myself and many of my teammates could not, we would try to go up and dive and do flips. And it was ugly, man. It was, I realized <laughs> it takes a lot of athletic ability and coordination. And like you said, it's an unbelievable skill set. And I love watching the Olympics. I think that's always a time to kind of focus on different things and just swimming and diving in general. But man, you're right. I mean, that that 
that ability to do what you did and those that watch film on you uh, when you were doing it, um, obviously you did at the highest level. And you even said, you're quoted here, with my increasing skills and the rate that at which I was improving, you know, you thought you had a, le- you know, a legitimate chance of getting to the Olympics. Um, and then you noticed, and you said, my shoulder was becoming noticeably weaker and weaker. I was struggling. And, you know, you also say, continue to say, it took me a while to realize my diving career was done. You know, I set goals that kept getting smaller and smaller. I won't go to the Olympics, but I'll win a national championships. And then later I won't win a national championship, but I'll just dive. Finally, it became, I'm just going to uh, dive every year on my birthday and talking about now the event, right? You go into surgery, um, that which revealed that you had a six inch tumor, um, pressing on your spinal cord. Can you now go into that significant event, um, into the adversity we have, you know, kind of alluded to? Sure. Um, well, yeah, like you said, and, and what was on the video there, they, um, they found this large tumor in my spinal column, uh, pressing up against my spinal cord. And, um, it was about six inches long, starting at the base of my brainstem, going down to, uh, you know, kind of the middle of my shoulder blades. And, um, so it's called a ganglioglioma. It's a very slow growing tumor. And, and I was lucky in one way because it, um, it was in the spinal column and it gets very little blood. So the chance of it spreading was small, but the location was of course very dangerous because it is at the base of your brainstem, uh, which affects all your autonomous autonomous system where um, heart rate, um, breathing, all all of that stuff is um, dependent on on that brainstem. And so um, when they removed it, they had to go into a very delicate area. And um, I had a fantastic surgeon named Dr. Epstein and um, it was a 13-hour surgery, and um, I, I remember right before I was going to get the uh, anesthesia, I said, "Hey, tell me when it's when it's uh, when it's going to happen." And he said, "Okay." And then right there, I felt this wash of drugs come over me, and I was just out. It, it was, it, um, and then uh, I guess something happened to the equipment during my surgery, where uh, the equipment failed, or um, or I, or they lost all, all function on me. So whether that means that uh, I died for a little time, or whether they're um, the machinery just shut down, I'm not sure what happened there. But um, there was there was no signs of life for a little while, and um, but they were able to get me to recover. And um, you know, after the surgery, um, one of my neurosurgeons came in and said, "Hey, we want you to walk out of here in, in ten days." And I didn't, I didn't quite make that goal, but, um, but I am walking now in my own way. Wow. And so you're just going into a significant, serious surgery, but obviously, uh, the unexpected happens. Um, is that really, I'm assuming in, I know it was years past, but was that extremely abnormal for an event like that? I mean, I was wondering that, you know, myself for the machine or the, you know, technology to, to shut down, is that, you know, uncommon back then? So, um, I mean, this, the surgery was in 1991, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 1995. So, um, so quite a while ago now. And I, I don't think that it was, um, a common occurrence for, uh, for, for the surgical equipment to fail. 
but um, yeah, I, I, it, it was quite a while ago. The surgery that they were performing was very new. He'd only done it on a few dozen people. Um, so I was, I, it's a very rare type of cancer. Um, and, and so everything was kind of, um, you know, very new and strange and different and it, it, just a unique case. And um, so, um, you know, just the, the, the fact that they were able to bring me back after that, I think is amazing and, um, <laughs> and have so much work well considering the extraordinary, um, the, the size of the tumor, the, the location of the tumor, the, um, the, the equipment that they were using. I, now, I mean, I was able to survive. Um, I have function in um, a lot of my body, not complete function, but a lot. And you know what, I'm still breathing and my heart's still beating. I, I think that's just an amazing accomplishment for, um, for, for the, odds that I was under going into that surgery. Yeah. You're definitely in kind of an underdog coming out of that situation to even walk. I know they said that might um, be a challenge, even though they challenged you to within 10 days, that that was inevitably a big step in yeah, your I set the bar pretty high on that. <laughs> you did. Absolutely. But you're a competitor, right? An elite one in that in itself uh, throughout your life. Um, so that is, once again, you go from contorting your body you know, diving and, and like I said, it's such a skillful, athletic, high physical um, piece of your life, then to then losing a lot of that or potentially most of it and even being dead for a period of time, potentially. How did you get through that? So if anyone's listening, was there anything in particular? Um, you know, a lot of guests will say if it's family support or if it was, you know, the discipline you lose learn through sport, your parents growing up, you know, what, what were, what were you able to lean on and maybe some strategies to overcome that adversity inevitably to have that very mentally strong approach that you were going to overcome and do things you wanted to do in life? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, it, it is, um, and it's a combination. It's a combination of the, um, the success that I had in diving, you know, it made me feel like I could, see a challenge, look at it and accept it and, and get after it and, and get over it. And, um, and, and then the, the support of my family, um, and support of friends, um, you know, but the, the inner determination has to be there and you've got to learn that somewhere, you know, and, and sports is just a fantastic place to learn it. Um, you know, people can learn a lot of this stuff in school, but, uh, when you're in athletics and you're in the game, whether it's in the field or on the ski slope or in a pool, um, you know, wherever it is, sports is just a great way to learn about determination and, and competition and, and meeting and beating challenges. And um, so, I mean, that, that was huge. I always say diving saved my life. I was in great shape. I was in great physical condition when I went into that surgery. And there's no way they could have been able to keep me under for 13 hours digging around, poking around in my spinal cord. Um, unless I was in really great shape. I mean, um, so, and the surgeon told me that afterwards, they were able to really be aggressive with the surgery and get out a ton of that cancer um, because my body could handle a large amount of stress. And so between my athletic background, the, um, the determination I learned in sports and uh, support of my family, and, and you know what, uh, and my faith played a big part of it as well, you know, knowing that, um, 
knowing that I had a father in heaven who was going to going to help me. And, and so, you know, that, that might not be for everybody, but that was a big part of my recovery as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's all those things kind of wrapped up in one. And, um, and, you know, I remember one time I was laying down on my, <laughs> laying down on my parents' floor and I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. And I just remembered, you know, um, I, I've got a choice. I can keep on fighting to get up or, you know what, I can just lay down here and, and be this way forever. And, and that's kind of when the turning point was, and I said, I'm going to fight and I'm going to get better and I'm, I'm going to learn how to walk. And um, so that's kind of where it took me. Yeah. And not, not only did you just learn to walk and, and develop, now you're one of the elite uh, coaches out there. Um, and you won, I think, the upper New York State Athletic Conference diving coach of the year, I think over six times, if, if I have that correct. In uh, 2018, the College Swimming and Diving Coaching Association of America made you the first diving coach to win the Richard E. Stedman, if I said that right, award. Yeah. Um, you know, you backtracking a little bit in your career going in 2006 before you got those awards. Uh, you know, you started the Upstate New York Diving Club uh, at RIT, and I see you rocking the hat. Love to see that there. Um, so can you kind of tell us, like you said, going from your parents' floor, being paralyzed there, and and, and then getting up, and and now you're you're one of the most elite coaches out there. Yeah, well, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been a fun and exciting journey. Um, you know, I, I, I started coaching just, uh, just a little bit less than a year after my surgery. And, um, and it, it's been great working with really ambitious and motivated kids along the way. And, um, you know, we've had over 30 AAU national champions. We've had, um, you know, a USA diving national champion, USA diving Olympic trials finalists finishing uh, just out of the spots to get to the Olympics. Um, and so it, it, it really has been fun and it's been motivating. And, you know, um, I think a lot of times I bite off more than I can chew. I, you know, um, so I, I'm coaching for six, eight, um, and then I'm six, eight hours a day. And then, you know, working at home uh, three, four hours, sometimes 15, 16 hour days. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, part of what I am and what I do is I, I love to see what I can do and to challenge myself and, um, to find out what the next step is. And, um, you know, I'm one of only, uh, you know, a handful of coaches, um, that have been to national championships in, uh, three different areas between, um, USA diving, AAU nationals and NCAA nationals. And so, um, yeah, and I really think that has a lot to do with um, me just consistently um, looking for what the next challenge is. What's the next step for me to step step up? Yeah, you're always competing. You know, no finish line or the best is ahead. Whatever fairies you uh, want to have, but you have that optimism uh, to compete and to continue to push forward to make an impact in this world, and you're doing just that. Wanted to sit on a date and talk about what it means to you. And I watched this video, man. Uh, I would say five times. I just, every time I, I just loved, um, you know, the, the, the whole production of it showing this day uh, or leading up to this day it was on October 30th, 2018, a couple of years ago, um, which is your birthday. Can you talk through what you did that day? Um, sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I got up in the morning and, um, you know, 
got my got my daughter ready for school and we got got her on the bus and uh, then headed over to RIT, got set up for um, a few different practices and um, and then that that was the day for my birthday dive and um, so every year I I climb up that ladder and and do a dive off the three meter board and you know it's funny because the the way that three meter board is it's it's a little bit higher and I actually don't have to do as much just just I can kind of tip over and fall in and so it works out pretty well and the year before that actually I I have my son or someone else walk out to the end with me the year before that I actually fell back and I I didn't quite have my, and he caught me on my way falling back and uh, I, I just thought it was a great catch and so that um, that video has been up on Facebook for a while and it's got over 250 million views. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that day in 2018 and uh, the whole ESPN crew was there and it was great. Um, you know, a lot of fun. The whole RIT team was cheering me on and um, I've, I've got a great group of uh, lifeguards that, you know, swims down, pulls me right out and uh, and gets me to the side. So uh, fun and exciting. And I, I love the feel of the water and, uh, smelling that chlorine all over your body again, just makes me feel great. Brings back all the, all the fun memories of being, uh, being diving in practice and in competition. Yeah. When you, when you, uh, I know it's only just like a half second till you hit the water. I think that's what you said is, is that half second? Does it just bring that exhilarating feeling back to what you did so many times before? You know, it really does. You know, I, I, that half second, a million thoughts run through your head and all these feelings rush back. And, and, um, you know, during so many dives, you're in the middle of a dive and you don't know where you are and you're about to, you're about to hit the water. You know, it's going to be mad and, or, you know, it's going to be bad. And you're just thinking, you know, 15 different ways that it's going to hurt. And also five different things that you're going to tell your coach after you get out of the water. And so that, that, that split second of time, that half second, a, a lot can rush through your head. So it is, it is, uh, it's an amazing thing what, um, what a half second can stretch out to as you're falling into the water. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what a special day that was to see that and just the document and uh, see you, like you said, attack it, walking up, climbing up and, and going off. Those that don't, you know, please do, um, you know, Google it, YouTube it. Like you said, it's many videos showing, you know, different things you're doing, um, you know, in the space and inspiring others. What is, you know, talking of that, that your work done at, you know, with upstate New York, you know, diving, can you kind of spread like what you're doing a little bit more with, with the diving club or at RIT or the different things you may be doing now? Sure, sure. Well, I've got um, kind of three main areas where I'm working. Uh, so uh, the first one is uh, upstate New York diving. That That's kind of where I spend most of my time. Um, and that I, it's a community-based program where um, we have divers from six years old up to 18 years old, and um, they come in and train, and uh, they're working towards um, national championships and, and getting scholarships from major universities. And so we've had um, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarships awarded to our divers, um, and divers going uh, anywhere from uh, Stanford, um, the, the Ivy League schools, um, the service academies. Um, so we basically send our divers all over and they, and they perform exceptionally well at the uh, NCAA level. Um, and also they prepare for national championships with USA diving and, and AAU diving. 
AAU diving is a developmental arm of uh, diving, and um, they, they do really great work and, and have great championships for these younger divers. So um, it's a lot of fun working with them. And the second area is RIT, where I, I do the NCAA team. And um, this year I have uh, nine divers on our team, and um, we have two that are qualified to go to the regional championship. And then from there, they, they're able to qualify for nationals. So um, this year is really exciting. We've got a great team. And um, so I'm consistently recruiting for that and also training uh, between two and four hours a day with that team. And um, then I'm also the I'm also the CEO of the Professional Diving Coaches Association. So um, what that is, is we're trying to bring more training opportunities to diving coaches um, so that they can expand their diving clubs and get more education. Um, it's uh, it's a really great organization and we're growing and and uh, offering a, a large video library as well as a directory so that people can contact and uh, connect with each other and uh, share ideas and be able to uh, learn and train more about uh, how to teach divers at a high level. That's great. I, I, I had to, I have to ask the, the, the jumping, like the, I've seen on like ESPN, like those Red Bull jumps or whatever, like the cliff diving. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know anybody in that, that that's come from, you know, your, your network? Cause I mean, I uh, watched that on ESPN and it, I, I, I watch it. I'm like, dude, this is nuts. Like, I don't even know how they do it. And so I didn't know I had to ask you. Well, you know, um, like you said, just diving alone is, is a very specific skill set. but you've got to be, um, you know, have a special kind of character to be able to go up on those 27 meter platforms and diving into the open water. Um, that that's, I've, I've never, I've never dove off of anything that high and I, I can't even imagine what it would be like, but, um, they, they do some incredible things and just uh, amazing athletes. Um, Dave Colturi, um, I followed him for quite a while and, um, there's a, there's a few others, which I know of. I, I don't know any of those cliff divers personally, um, one of my divers is, uh, getting ready. He's a high diver, but hasn't gotten on the cliff diving circuit with Red Bull yet. Uh, hopefully that works out for him, but, uh, Scott Lazaroff is on his, on his way working towards that. So hopefully he'll be able to get on. Yeah. So help me out. I'm, I'm, I'm not good with, uh, math and those that listening will laugh, but 27 meters. How many feet is that? What is the meters? Um, feet? so it, it's roughly, it's close to, it, yeah, it, it's a little bit, or it's right around 80, 85 feet. Whew. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a long way. Yeah, that, that is holy cow. You know, thinking about eight or nine, uh, you know, stair stairwells up 80, 80, 90 feet looking down. Oh boy. I don't, I mean, how do you even like when you train, even if it's a couple meters up, like how do you, you know, do you just start low and then you just work your way up like gradually yeah. up to the 80 or 90 feet? If you're those guys, like, how do you even just get to higher levels of diving? Yeah, that's basically what it is. You, you start really small. I mean, when we start with our younger ones, we start with the side of the pool, just jumping off the side of the pool and we work our way up. And then one meter is about three feet, three and a half feet. And then, um, we, we go up into the five, seven and 10 meter platforms. Um, and a lot of the skills you learn just the, the basic things at the beginning, how you place your feet and your hands when you're going in the water, uh, all that stuff transfers over. And then, and then as you get a sense of the timing and the, and the amount of drop, you can adjust your rotation for that. Um, but again, the impact is so hard when you get up on 10 meter and above, it's just incredibly hard. 
one good miss and you are going to be seriously injured. I mean, uh, these guys, they are incredibly precise to be able to get those dives around with the amount of rotations they're doing on the cliff pool tour. Um, just, just incredible athletes. Um, you know, 10 meter where they're doing the Olympics is uh, one level, but again, that cliff diving is, uh, that is an amazing, amazing sport. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check out your, um, your new training videos. See if you have dad, you know, out of shape dad videos to help me <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> off the side of my pool at my house i'll have to see if you got uh any dad bod uh recommendations i, I definitely can't rock a, a speedo or a tight bathing suit that's for sure but i'm trying i'm getting there i've lost a couple lbs and um yeah i was looking at the, those videos we'll, I'm we'll like, get you on a good ab workout we'll get you going yeah no problem there yeah no doubt well um really really appreciate your time uh sharing your journey you know everything you've overcome and you know, to watch, uh, once again, uh, everything that you're doing and you're going to continue to do, you're an inspiration, your work ethic is second to none. Um, what you're doing for, for your industry in the diving space and, and, and for young and even older folks is, is very admirable. And, and, uh, thank you for, for doing that for, for, uh, you know, really a lot of folks. So is there anything else as we, as we conclude anyway, for those that are listening to also engage on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, any social handles that they can follow you? Um, sure. Yeah. They can follow me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, at Cliff DeVries for uh, Twitter. Uh, Facebook is just Cliff DeVries. And then, um, yeah, Instagram, uh, we're at Upstate Diving. And, um, you know, I'll be having my book coming out pretty soon. So, uh, have a look out for that. Um, it'll be cliff diving book. And so it'll be me cliff, not, not actually, uh, off of a cliff, but, um, that'll be, that'll be the book that's coming out here soon. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's fantastic. So cliff diving is the name of it. And when's it, uh, tentatively supposed to be released? Uh, it, it's a, probably, um, early next year. So we, we still got a little while, got a lot of cleaning up to do, but, um, it will uh, it will be out fantastic well we'll look for it and when we uh we uh, know it's out we'll definitely uh, post post ourselves and uh once again thank you cliff um appreciate your time today and uh look forward to watching you and i believe the best is ahead for you great thank you so much appreciate it thanks for listening to the underdog podcast please subscribe and rate our podcast on the apple and google podcast apps Leave a five-star rating and send our Twitter handle a screenshot of your rating at Underdog Pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free t-shirt. See you next week on the UDP.